Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Itai Lips is a young entrepreneur born and raised in Israel, now living in South Africa. He is heading up two new companies locally. One is called Mixum Africa, an agent to one of the largest online brokerages in the world. The other company is Diamond Exchange. This is an algorithm written by people in the financial industry, and he joins me now to tell me more. Itai, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Um, Itai, it's not often that I don't always understand all the words that I'm reading, um, and this has just happened to me now. So can we start off with what exactly is an algorithm written by people in the financial industry? So an uh, algorithm basically is a robot that what we, it will take the decisions, the financial decisions for us. So instead of having a lot of analysts, which are human beings, there is a robot that will go into investments and trades and will exit them with a profit or with a loss, just as a computer. So while human beings have working hours and we need to take a break or we need to go to a holiday, a robot can work even when we're not there. And the, the aim of this would be just to speed things up. Sorry, you've got to be very patient with me here, just so I, I can understand it. Sure. So um, it's to speed things up, and uh, we believe that human nature is uh, very weak with uh, finance. So you can be a very good analyst, but the minute we take um, the human um, error from it. The minute just a robot is doing everything else, our our problems won't occur there. If we'll get stressed, nothing will happen. Humans get stressed and robots don't. And that's the biggest advantage that we have. So it's more accurate. It's quicker, it's more efficient, it's more accurate. A hundred percent. It has no emotions. It's more it's more accurate. It can work twenty four hours. Um, it's basically a computer as it runs. And where would, where would this be most useful and how would it impact? So at the moment, the algorithm is uh, live in a few places in the world. Um, it's uh, used uh, by a robo-advisor, which means that there are a few institutions that are already using this algorithm to move things forward. Um, and as soon as it will be in here in South Africa, we're getting it licensed at the moment. It's very exciting because I think South Africa could be very, will need it very, and use it very good and wisely. Um, the funny thing about the algorithm is people think that you should be a genius to live in the stock exchanges or... I would be one of those people, yes. So yeah, so <laughs> the, the honest answer is not. Uh, I wasn't very in uh, trading or investment three, four years ago. Um, but our team that has built the algorithm is a very, very good team. I'm the finance person of that team. And uh, even I have, as all human beings, have a lot of emotions. So the minute they took this out of, of, the, of the game, the algorithm really, really did well this, the last two years. We're not the only company in the world, obviously, with algorithms. There are Bridgewater, with, which is the biggest uh, hedge fund in the world. Um, there is also another company called Medallion Renaissance, which are the biggest algo trade in the world. And in Israel, there's another called, uh, company called Final. So funny enough, all of the, all of the, these algorithms are, are very, very, very good. And we're trying to be after them 
and we hopefully will get there. Well, we, you spoke, you speak about Israel, and obviously you are Israeli, and this Israel is known to be the place for this kind of technology that's coming forward. Um, and you're obviously very young, so you grew up in a technological world. How did you get to South Africa, and what was the influence of being is, in, in, born in Israel? I was born in Israel to South African parents. Okay. Uh, my mom uh, needed to leave in '63, um, 1963, because her parents uh, were fighting against apartheid in okay. Durban. Okay. Um, since they got executed, um, and now uh, in Israel, I grew up in a very tech and advanced world. Mm. I came to South Africa in 2014. Um, Why? I came to a different work at all. I worked for a Thai person in diamonds. Okay. And he sent me here. Okay. Um, and then I met my wife. Okay. Uh, and then I went back to study my MBA overseas. And yeah, I came back. Uh, so you married and settled. A hundred percent. This is home now. So this is where you're investing your future. Yeah, this is where I'm investing in my future. Actually, it's your past as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm very Israeli still. So. Yeah, still. Yeah. You mean you're hoping that'll change or you're hoping that won't change? It won't change. It won't. So you mentioned diamonds. And that, of course, is your other company, Diamond Exchange. Yeah. So that is, Diamond Exchange, we, we are drifting from the diamond industry into the algorithms. So we will basically put all the diamonds industry inside and just go into tech uh, and finance. So maybe we can just look at the diamond industry generally. Again, when I associate diamond industry, I do associate it with Israel. And it seems like Jews are not as involved in the diamond industry as they were before. And I'm talking about Belgium and New York as well, which are obviously big centers. Is that a, a trend that is yeah, I think that the trend is over in a the sense. Trend is over. Um, Why is the diamond? Well, a diamond today is not as valuable as in the past, price-wise. Today, people will want a car, uh, a phone, a new bag. Uh, females are the biggest uh, client for diamonds, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there a lot of females are interested in other things, and also. So diamonds are no longer a girl's best friend. I w- yeah, I would say look. You know, if if the Oppenheimers sell their part in the beer, so yeah. And are, are, is diamond mining still taking place at a huge scale, or are diamonds still being found? Yeah, still being found, but not in the same, uh, not yeah, not in the same quantities and exchanges. And today, uh, most of the diamonds will be cut and polished in India. Well, in the past, it was in Netanya, Ramatgan, Belgium, and the reason of that is what uh, they will do for a very low price. No Israeli or people in Europe will do. Um, so that's another thing. There's also synthetic diamonds which look exactly like a diamond. And after all of this being said. In a lot of countries these days, women won't wear a very big diamond ring because of safety reasons. So all of these reasons together um, are making diamond industry a bit slower. And that's why we drifted from it. Um, And I think in general, life is full of trends like BlackBerry and Nokia and IBM. Kodak were huge companies a few years ago. Now they're nothing. So... That's the same. So we're going to take a break now. And then afterwards, we're going to look a little bit more about what Mixum Africa does. And we might even turn our attention to the martial arts. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. 
And I'm talking to Itai Lips, who is a young entrepreneur, and he has a company called Mexum Africa, which is an agent to one of the largest online brokerages in the world. Itai, can you tell me a bit about Mexum Africa, what you do? Sure. So Mexum Africa is a introducing broker to interactive brokers, which is one of the largest online trading platforms in the world. It was founded by a Jewish guy that was born in Hungary under a bomb attack of the Russians. Mm. His name is Thomas Peterfi, and he founded Interactive Brokers. What we do is we take Interactive Brokers, it's such a big company, and we take and we adapt basically the product to countries. We introduce them to different markets, most of the time to developing countries, and we basically market themselves as a company, and we're trying to make more clients. The biggest advantage of Mexum Africa is the fees that uh, we we consider ourselves one of the lowest, if not the lowest, but it's up for the public to check, and that's what we're doing. So, uh, what what kind what kind of people would be checking, and what would they be checking for? So if you want to invest in, with Maxim Africa, you can invest over 120 markets worldwide, which is a very, very big range. And it can be from a retail person that wants to invest in, in a company like Amazon to a financial broker or to an asset manager that needs to do transactions. And every transaction costs a fee. And we will charge a very, very low fees. That's why Mexum Africa and Interactive Brokers exist, to charge very low fees and to make clients invest and trade more. Is there a risk in any kind of trade, irrespective of who it is? A hundred percent. There is a, Every trade is, is with risk. Every investment is with risk. Also, the algorithm is risk. And I think everything that we do has a certain amount of risk. You just need to... Mine and take care of the risk. So what would you advise people to do in terms of understanding what the risk is and how much that risk is compared to another company? I think it's very, what we do is very, very individually. So if, if a young person will come and he, his future is, he has a wide and beautiful future ahead of him, I would uh, tell him to take more risk. Well, if somebody is, in their pensions or before the pensions or need to take care of the kids in Maya the most important thing is to keep your money and not lose it so it's better to, to keep your money and not lose it and then maybe invest in very very stable things while a young single person if he wants to chances. yeah if he wants to enjoy life <laughs> And do you have a comment about the environment, the financial environment in South Africa I mean we've just seen you know with Steinhoff the kinds of trust that you put in institutions crumble before people's eyes. Do you have, is it normal? Is it standard? Is it unusual? Um, I think that there is, uh, unfortunately, it's normal, kind of, because there there is a lot of, uh, I heard just a couple of days ago of other companies that are are uh, doing such things here in South Africa. Is, is it common knowledge or is it about to break in our media? No, like it, a, it broke already. It broke already. Yeah, okay. it broke already. So we don't have weeks. to... No, no. Oh, my yeah. God. Everybody can relax. <laughs> okay, good. Right. It's common knowledge. Um, but uh, I think it's... Unfortunately, today there is a lot of frauds in finance and that's why it's very important to go with a reputable company that is licensed and people need to take care of themselves because finance and money is today very, very important, more than ever. 
And when you say take care of yourselves, again, I'm looking to ordinary people who are thinking, I would like to invest, but I'm really scared to do so. I would start with very, very low uh, amounts. If I, if, I, if I want to invest $10,000, but I'm not sure, and I have, so I would start to invest with two or three. A lot of the big asset managers don't take a lot of money from clients. That's where we come in, and we will be managing from $3,000. Uh, so you do, you do look at small amounts? We do look at small amounts, and we think it's very, very important to let the people that are not there with their 5 million rand also to be taken care of. And if anybody would like to get a hold of you, business-wise? Uh, we have a website called www.mexem.com right. M-E-X-E-M uh, and I'm, face- I'm out there on Facebook so we tie lips um, and I'll be happy to get uh, people and talk to them. So in the last two remaining minutes, and I hope you don't mind, if we focus a little bit on your martial arts, you are clearly passionate about martial arts and I'd like to know what you feel you've gained by Indulging in, you can say which martial arts you do. Um, so I did the uh, Muay Thai for 22 years. I was a professional Muay Thai fighter. I won uh, two times Zen World Champ, Zen One World Champions. Thank you. Uh, not anymore. Now I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with uh, Ilovo. I'm training here with Brandon Katz from uh, Fight F- uh, Center and in Ilovo Gracie Bar. Martial arts is a major role in my life. Uh, I was born dyslexic and very hyperactive. 32 years ago, it wasn't very well known. And uh, I got kicked out of school fairly often until my parents put me in martial arts. Uh, which martial arts did they start you out with? They started me out with uh, Muay Thai. I was terrible. I got, uh, I got beaten up for four years twice a week. Uh, the, the, actually, the martial arts that you talk about are more, the, uh, more of the aggressive martial arts yeah. and they're more full contact. Yeah. Um, because I would imagine the softer ones are more easier for children, you know, that have issues to kind of help them. But you, you're saying right out there, physical contact. I needed that. Yeah, I needed <laughs> the discipline. I needed the determination. For me, martial arts taught me two things that uh, I don't think you can get in any university. There's a lot of discipline and determination. There is nothing that can stop me in this world. <laughs> not, if I want to get something, I go and get it. Determination and? A- and discipline. Discipline. Well, I think we are going to leave it there. Itai Lips, thank you so much for coming in. And um, if anybody didn't get your details, I'd like everybody to know that I have them and I would be happy to pass it on. And, yeah, certainly we'll see you around more now that we know who you are. Thank you very much.